0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. Even though we had a scheduled um, podcast last weekend on Sunday, we did it like the Wednesday before, so it feels like ages since we sat down in front of the microphone. It feels like two weeks, but it's not. Ten days. Um, but what I want to say before we start, on a bit of a somber note, it's 9-11 today. We should think of those people who lost their lives that day, 3,000 plus people. It's, it's terrible. I can, I can remember the morning. It will always be indelible in my mind because I, you was asleep in bed and I, w- I got up early and I was on the computer checking my email and somebody from England, one of my friends said, oh, are you, are, you, are you safe? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, are you safe? Um, all that stuff that's going on there right now. And I'm like, oh, I better look at the news. Turn the news on. And the first plane had hit the building. It hit the towers. And uh, the second one hadn't yet. And I said, I came into you and I said, I think you better get up, something weird's going on. You said
1: something terrible's happening. Something terrible's happening. Here. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, something terrible's happening in America. Yeah. That's what you said. And 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 that's how
0: I woke up to it. And then I can remember spending like two days just watching the news, like, and just it being, it was horrible. Anyway. Because we were
1: watching as the second one hitting everything obviously we're very far away and in a very safe place well my island. friends
0: from England uh, had no idea They, I think they think America is like very small and they like thinking King I England? was thinking I was like on the on the you know next door to it so <laughs> but yeah they were worried about me but yeah it changed the whole world yeah it was a weird day wasn't it weird
1: not weird that's kind of a It's a strong enough word
0: I don't think it's, impactful I don't think well hopefully touch wood there is no wood there is some wood um Nothing like that ever happens again, but it's definitely it the most all
1: over the it's place. most
0: the, horrend, the most horrendous day I can remember. I mean things happen all the time, but it was just out of the blue, it was on a such a grand scale, it was horrible. Horrible. Anyway I think
1: that we forget however. That horrible things happen every day in places. Markets get blown up where hundreds of people die and cities get bombed and Children get sold into sex la- I mean terrible things happen in the world all the time. Something like that actually impacts the whole world, so it's right in the front of our face. You know what I mean, I just want that to also make everyone remind you that terrible things happen all the time. It wasn't the only terrible thing that happened, so be vigilant if around you if you can you know be mindful of the terrible things. I didn't know anyone who was there or involved. I don't know. I don't think you did. Um,
0: no, the closest I'd seen, um, and it's just not somebody I know, but I watch the Howard Stern show all the time. And I feel I almost feel like a family with them because of. Yeah. Like I've experienced a lot of things that they have. And they did the. They're obviously in New York that day. And they did lose a couple of people who were friends of theirs. And Howard was on the air the entire day. And it was just this. Like, I've living watched, it through them. I watched that whole show uh, that they, they played it back just recently as a tribute. And it was it was weird because news was coming in and Howard was reacting to it. And it, you don't know how to feel or think. And he was saying things that, in retrospect, maybe he shouldn't have said. You know, he was getting angry at yeah, yeah. the wrong people. And, you know, it was it's a weird thing to... A lot of people were affected. It's strange.
1: The whole world is...
0: Oh, well, yeah, even now All to this day, the the ripples are still going on. It's you know?
1: every, I mean, it changed the world. Now, people who are in war-torn places or traumatized places, uh, the whole of their existence, I don't know that it would have made much of a difference to them. To be honest, I mean, let's be honest, there are places in the world where that didn't impact them. However, if I want to get on a plane and go somewhere now, that is I'm affected by it in that way. Yeah. If I want if I'm watching the news or movies or television, there's just a different thing, you know? So It will not be forgotten then again. How far do we feel removed from Holocaust or from Genghis Khan or from like, do you know what I mean, in history in a thousand years?
0: How do these things all And on the topic, because we're a movie podcast On the topic of movies that cover There has been a couple of movies made During this last ten years One being um, United 93 Which is a very good Mm -hmm. Almost too real um, Depiction of What was going on And Oliver Stone's World Trade Center
1: Both very, get in your
0: Yeah, both Both very hard to watch But I would definitely recommend watching them I mean they're, they're not they're very terrible but yeah respectful you know not sensationalizing it just respectfully telling the tale
1: just remind you there are just individuals involved in everything that happens
0: 1993 like is the better movie in my opinion even though I love Oliver Stone 1993 um, the way it is done like almost like a documentary as it happens it's harrowing more so you know because it's not glossy in any way it's shaky camera it's I liked how that one was done. Anyway.
1: There was no pre-before-the-after-show discussion either, really. You just sort was of it. jumped to that. Well, we didn't discuss it. You just sort of...
0: So, um, on that somber note, let's liven things up a bit. It's Sunday, September the 11th, 2011. This is after the show number 189. The movie we're going to be looking at this week is the Scarface Limited Edition uh, on Blu-ray. It's a 1983 movie. Released on Blu ray on the 11th of. No. <laughs> on the 6th of September 2011. So just this last Tuesday gone. Uh, it's rated R. It was going to be rated X, as we will mm-hmm. talk about later, but it was rated R. The tagline to the movie is The World Is Yours, which is a fantastic tagline and actually fits perfectly with the movie. Mm-hmm. If you've oh, seen yeah. the movie. Um, it's from our friends at Universal, and you're going to tell us, if these people do not know already, what Scarface is. I don't
1: know, I think you should, because you're the one who's loved it forever, but I'll do my best. I can tell um, I- A Cuban criminal, although that doesn't represent all Cubans, but Cuban criminal comes to America and uh, wants payback for whatever has happened in his life. And he wrecks havoc, rises to his height of success in the cocaine world, and... In 1980s, oh, yeah.
0: Los Angeles, is it Los Angeles? No, Miami. Miami, sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, very 1980s, very... I mean,
1: it's, it's not really that deep. <laughs> not really. Regardless of the, the worshipping that people do, it's not that deep, it's just what it is. It's a dude who's an asshole who wants more than he deserves and will get it at any cost or price, and he's got crazy eyes, and that that's it. Really? It's very full of testosterone. Let's start off by saying that.
0: So, Scarface, uh, released in 1983.
1: Am I too far from the microwave? Microwave.
0: You could could come a little bit
1: now. Am I too far from the microwave? You're quite away from that,
0: unless you want to go in the kitchen. Uh, So, Scarface, released in 1983. Um, You know, um, it's, it's an iconic movie now. It's bigger than... I don't know, it became... It's like a pop culture phenomenon kind of thing now, right?
1: Amongst the people who think of it that way, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, I've always loved it. I saw it in 1983, I believe. Um, you know what? Watching it today... and I, I, Like I say, I watch it... Um, the last time I watched it was when the DVD came out, which I said was 2003. So I watched it last in 2003 and today. Um, it's a lot less violent than I remembered... I mean, it is violent, don't get me wrong. There are some violent scenes, but that's not the majority of it. Mm-hmm. It's punctuated with some violence, but it isn't as violent as I remember. I, I was I was like, when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh yeah, this is this gets pretty violent. There's obviously a chainsaw. Do you think
1: sc-. that's true, or do you think you've just become anesthetized over the years?
0: Now, that's the thing, isn't it? Because right back then, when I did see it, I was completely shocked when the chainsaw scene was on and the...
1: And now how many different chainsaw scenes yeah, have you seen in exactly, movies to, yeah. to go, well, I'm not seeing it actually uh, cut into his body, so it's not that big deal. I mean, a deal. it makes me
0: cringe, though, when I see it, because the idea of what's happening, and the, you know, it's, it's kind of disgusting. But I've seen things like Dead Alive, and, you know, I've seen somebody... Hostile, and yeah. saw, and... So while I understand, yeah, it is violent, it's not as violent as I remember. But that but goes to say, it is obviously violent, especially the ending. Um, but that was one thing that struck me. The other thing that struck me, and this is just down to this Blu-ray release, and I've said to you, every time I've watched Scarface, and you saw some of the television version when it mm-hmm. pl- flashed us some clips, it just looked horrible. It was like too bright, it was overexposed, it was lacking in detail. This Blu-ray fixes that. all that. It, it, it's one of those movies where I've got this picture of Scarface in my mind throughout the years and obviously I probably saw it I never saw it in the cinema I saw it on VHS tape I saw it on blue uh, on DVDs and I've always been like why does it look so shitty even the DVDs look shitty this blu-ray it was like a revelation to me I said to you uh, the the first 10 minutes I was like I stopped and said to you this just look at it how good it looks because the parts where it's
1: but here's where you can reveal what to me about me I didn't know what it looked like because... You'd I not never, seen it. I'd never seen it.
0: You thought you'd seen it, but you've not seen it.
1: But I'd only seen clips on things and references and whatnot. No, I had never watched it. But I just... So on... to me, it just... It looks like what it, it does. There's no comparison to me.
0: On that note, though, from me having seen it throughout the years, there's never... I've never seen it as good as it looks now. They really did a perfect job. There's no dust on the picture. It's really dusty, the other... The, if I showed you the blue, the DVD... You know when they have those like marks on the and like the wiggly lines all over, you know like um looks like hair in a projector. Mm. There's a lot of that going on and that was one of the things that always made me think, you know, m- was it supposed to look like that? It, was it right. that to make it kind of look gritty and grimy, but no, obviously not because it looks pristine now. They've really done a fantastic job. They also redid the sound in 7.1 surround and the sounds
1: Still pretty shaky. Because it's a
0: 1983 movie, yeah. this, it sounds thin. I like to call that thin. Yeah, Platoon also sounded thin, right? Another movie like we watched. How, yeah, so,
1: yeah,
0: It's just because technology in the in 1983 was that was as good as it got, right? So they don't want to mess with it to make it all boosted up sure. bass and all that because that ruins the movie, doesn't it? Because you're like, um, but yeah, the sound's still thin. And it varies sometimes from scene to scene. But it is good. It's way better than it ever has been. Um it's a it's a, a fantastic I really the other thing I want to mention just at this point is that the it's in a metal case. It's seventeen dollars.
1: Wow.
0: It's in this special I can't explain it on the air, it's in a metal like a tin. Tin. With fantastic cover art, no Blu-ray crap all over the front, just this collector's tin. It's got these postcards inside. It actually comes with the original Scarface on DVD. If
1: you walk into the store, it's seventeen dollars. Best Buy or anything eighteen
0: like that. bucks at Walmart. Seventeen ninety nine it is. Um, seventeen ninety nine on Amazon.
1: <laughs> is Walmart selling the TV version? You know how they like no. to edit things.
0: <laughs> it's fantastic. The price is per- that's good. Yeah, because it's a classic movie. You know, it's not. You, it's it's fantastically restored, and that with that special case, even is cheap. For it is so that other way the movie for me it's a masterpiece movie i've always and i said to you this before it's kind of weird i've always thought it was an oliver stone movie to me in my mind oliver stone did the movie completely obviously he didn't brian de palma did. right um and when you watch it it's obvious brian de palma did it because he has distinct directing style that is not oliver stone but oliver stone wrote wrote the screenplay um but partially, why I think it's like. I think a,
1: Oliver Stone's fucked up.
0: He is, but he's also great. You know what I'm
1: saying? I mean, I think yeah. in his
0: mind, there's some. Sorry to interrupt you, but. But why I see. Why this is a, an amazing movie to me is. That, you know, the acting's fantastic. Everybody. It truly has, is! And the direction from Brian De Palma is amazing. It's like epic. Even the smallest shots. He uses a crane or something to make things feel bigger than they actually are. I mean, there's a scene, and it's an interesting scene where they're in Bolivia and they'd sat having a dinner with the, this drug lord guy, and they just sat in the I don't know what you call it forecourt of the house. Yeah. But the way he introduces the camera, it comes in from above, oh, yeah. and like, it's just unnecessary. But it's fantastic, and he takes the time to do that all the time, and the you know. Don't want to spoil the end, but the scene at the end, and the crane cam, and the the way it's all smooth and yeah, De Palmer has that. That's because just, there's
1: not because one of the things that you and I both like about it, it's long and it's intentionally intentional. Everything is, it's not paced like cut cut cut. The it's not editing paced like isn't like maybes. frenetic or anything. It's very methodical. Yeah, and you're you're eased into every scene. There's no like. Chop and cut, chop and cut. To me, there isn't anyway.
0: Which, on the other side of the coin, Scorsese, I'm thinking of Goodfellas or Casino, it's very chop, 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 chop. He likes to move it along fast. Yeah. Even though his movies are long, you know, Casino and stuff is nearly three hours long. They're not like this. They have that more frenetic, like, let's get from one scene to another and, like, let's have lots of things going on at once. Scarface never does. It's just, like, it's not loads of things going on at once. It's just Tony's story and it's... You know, from one moment to another. It's not mm-hmm. like, let's let's bemuddle you with all this... You jump
1: in time a bit, one month later, three months later. You do, but later, it's very but obvious, yeah. because
0: he puts a title card up. Yeah. I mean, it's not like... There's no Pulp Fiction back and forth. It's not... You know, it's very... It's old-fashioned filmmaking, almost. And I said to you, we don't make films like it anymore. If we make something... but yeah. I mean, yeah, occasionally something crops up that's... But somebody, somewhere something happened the internet or whatever we all turned into this add generation where we just apparently can't concentrate for more than 90 minutes right even 90 minutes is pushing it isn't it nowadays for people they want to be using the cell phone yeah. or checking something or um not me give me a three-hour movie exactly. like this. this is literally three you know two hours and 50 minutes I don't feel like it's long, it doesn't drag absolutely not when it was no. when you feel the end coming. I yeah. was like, really I'll, I'll. yeah, it feel but
1: and yet it still feels really epic, like I felt like I'd really gone on a journey. It didn't feel like wow, that went by so quick or anything. it was just like, oh, I can feel it why you can feel the i mean you know
0: you obviously know coming. what's coming yeah. if you if you've even if you've not seen Scarface <laughs> and you're aware of certain scenes, you know that that's coming, and you can kind of feel exactly where it's if you're coming.
1: aware of. Any movie where someone (laughs) rises to a level of success as a criminal, you already know the end. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, you just know, like, you know the end from the first uh, 10 minutes, pretty much. Not that it's predictable. I just mean, this is a storytelling device. This is a guy who's a criminal. He wants to own the world. Okay, it's not going to work. It's not going to work out for anyone ever, so...
0: And the other thing I noticed in this viewing, which is, you know... I don't know how many viewings I've had of this movie. A lot. During my youth, I watched this (laughs) a lot. It was one of those ones. Um,
1: Is that why you carry that machine gun around with you all the time?
0: Correct. But something I've noticed... (laughs) It asked me to wear those long, silky dresses. (laughs) Something I noticed this time was how... And just being older and knowing films more and looking at films as... Films, and not you know just taking them for face value. Something I noticed this time was how distinctly this movie fits into the three act, almost almost three separate hours. They literally start and end an act on the hour mark because it's three hour movie, and it feels like a stage play in that way because there's the origin story, origin story, the the rise to rise and the fall. Right. Right, and it literally cuts to a black. Fades to black in between yeah. the acts. I really like that, and I've never noticed it before. I mean, I don't Star know. Star Wars how. does
1: that as well, if you notice. In each one.
0: And if you as a trilogy. all three movies. No, I
1: mean, in each one as well. I've noticed. Uh, and then as the trilogy, but in each one, you get the three very distinct. Now, these guys are all similar in age. They were raised in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Where that was. A, you know what I mean? Like that. In, now, what's going to happen in 20 years from now when filmmakers who are 10 years old now like 20 or 30 years from now what kind of storytelling are they gonna do
0: yeah and they still you know they still learn filmmakers today about the three acts and you know you've got to have a you've got to have a strong final act and an arc and
1: all that kind of stuff Yeah, yeah yeah
0: so you know but this really fits into that and watching it today i was like you know there's a certain moment where you're like okay that is over that part of his life the life is going to change yeah. now from that, that...
1: Godfather does the same thing very distinctly. Yeah, it
0: does. So, and, you know, I noticed that today and that actually makes them, makes it even better for me, you know, because there's this distinct... I could almost watch just one part of it and it's like a, like a, almost like a series, like a self-contained... It feels more
1: substantial than a lot of movies today, even good movies that have a bit of... I don't know. Like, you can't get dug into them or they're not... I don't know. Maybe we're just still kind of old-fashioned in that. Because you can watch movies now, and by the end of it, you feel a little bit like, uh, okay. It just sort of went past you and went in and out. You know, in your eyes and out out the back of your head, and that's it. Whereas something like this, even though there's nothing deep about it. No. But it has an experience. It's everything. The story. It's the
0: style, the look, the...
1: The acting, the little... Di- oh, it's just... It soaks into you. And like I said, I hadn't seen it before, so this is my first time at age
0: 43, almost 44... That's why I say, like, you know, what is it? What's the difference between something like Scarface, which is, once you've watched it, it's indelible. Like, you'll always remember certain scenes. There's no getting them out of your mind. There's no getting say hello to my little friend out of your mind. Certain things. There is when you watch, we watched a movie the other week, which was great, Hannah. But, in 20 years' time, will we be remembering those scenes from Hannah? Probably not. It's more like a fast food kind of, like, it goes in. It is quality. It's very high quality. But you'll see another 10, 15 movies similar to it, and maybe it will get lost in the pack. You know. It, and then
1: you throw a movie in there like Fifth Element, where I will always another remember. Another
0: one that you can't you know, forget. Like,
1: liludada, Lilu, whatever she says. Multipass, multipass, no, <laughs> multipass, multipass, multipass. And that sticks in me forever, because at the time, in the moment watching that movie, I don't know, other people might watch it and it doesn't do the same thing for them, but I was thinking... When you said it's like a, you know, massive cult favorite, it's an icon, blah, blah, blah. But I challenge you to, to compare it to something like Wizard of Oz, which actually touches everyone. Not everyone knows Scarface, like me. I've heard of it. I've seen parodies of scenes from it. I've heard Say Hello to My Little Friend. I, even in Shark Tale, remember? Say hello to my little friends and all this little shrimp. Remember that yeah. little part? But... I was just getting it piecemeal. It didn't have an it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me. It still probably won't, even though I've seen it. But something like Wizard of Oz actually impacts everyone. Like I bet you could find hard it'd be hard to find a place on this planet people weren't familiar with that. So I think it touches
0: a certain gender. It's also time. (laughs) This is also timeless. I mean, we're talking about a movie from the eighties. And, you know, audiences of today might be like, oh, I don't want to watch that old crap. But people still get into it today. Like They're like, wow, this is, you know... Why? It's hard to say, isn't it? It it just has something about it. The time, the... The 80s is fascinating to people. I don't know. The the Miami, the...
1: I think that when you peel everything away, the men, the man side of the story, men are the mentality of... Um, that thing of wanting it all I want it all I want the beautiful woman the big house the fancy stuff I'm willing to do anything to get there that mentality I think sinks in more with men and then the glitz and the glamour and the, all that stuff and then a little bit of like getting to beat the shit out of somebody now and then and I mean Tony's I'm not I'm not saying every man is this guy I'm saying that men or in people but it seems like men want to be like yeah I got the girl. I've got the money. I've, I can walk in a club and everybody knows me. And this guy, kind of embodies all that, even though he's a horrible person.
0: I would say he's not likable at all. There, there are a few not. moments of humanity that shine through on him. Just very few and far between. There's and when no when they do, you, you do have a little thing inside you where you're like, okay, maybe. Very small. He does care for his family. He does. You know, care, but then there's also this weird, like, jealousy inside him, and this, just this, me having to break out into violence because it's just part of him. Like, yeah, um, that's the only way you can deal with things. Um, and me, as a
1: woman, right? When you're growing up as a teenager, watch a movie like this, and there's almost a glamour. Of some guy with the money and the power, and he gives you a smack across the face, and it, it, then he apologizes, I'm sorry, baby, and gives you a diamond necklace or some shit, and look at this beautiful life, and I'm sorry, I just got mad, and I couldn't control myself, blah, blah, blah. Then as you grow into womanhood, you realize, fuck that. I don't care how much money you have, so you grow, grow like me watching it now. I've grown past the thing of the brotherly love Trying to control the little sister, smacking her across the face because he loves you and he doesn't... That's just... No, 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 no. So that doesn't resonate. It doesn't sink in. But some people will watch it and be like, yeah, that guy's... He's just a little misguided and he just doesn't know how but to this, express this himself. This guy is
0: interesting in the fact that he doesn't ever apologize. Absolutely not. Um, even when he does slap women and stuff. Oh, no. He, does ne- he doesn't do the, oh, baby, here's a diamond necklace. He just... That, that's it he just slapped someone else bed. apologizes for it yeah him. so this guy's a, literally a monster in that respect he's um, emo- like he's crippled uh, emotionally he's, he's, he hasn't got any of that anymore. exactly I mean and you know that he's been through some stuff in Cuba that you don't necessarily know about yeah has there ever been a no pre the video you know? game tried to address it a little bit by hmm. doing a bit of it, but not very well yeah um but he's obviously broken before he gets to the states I mean I mean, he's, he's a violent, horrible man. He's, he's dealt with it all his life. But, um, yeah, he's a monster. And one of my favourite scenes, and it's, like, again, nothing... Well, it is a... It's a there's a scene in, when he's in the bar in his club. Um, and he's sat... He, he's just had this um, dealing with his sister. Does who he went, own that club? Um, no. He just calls okay. it his office. <laughs> okay. But he um, was dealing with his sister... In the toilets, of all things. And then he goes back and sits at his office, which he he calls his office, but it's just his seat in the club. And he's sat there, and this this weird act going on. And this look, it just keeps looking at him, and it's this look of... He's kind of drunk as well at the time, and drugged up. But it's just this look of, like, nobody fuck with me. Like, like... And I'm invincible. I'm like the king on my throne. It's just awesome. It embodies the movie, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because
0: you are touchable, even though he thinks he's untouchable. No, you are touchable, and it won't take much to take you down, but he's got this cockiness about it. Absolutely.
1: Him. From the very beginning, he's...
0: And that's his downfall, this, this cockiness that... You know when he says, like, don't take your eyes off the CCTVs that he puts in, and he's trying to entrench himself in his house... And he's paranoid, and the guy's saying, you can't spend all this money on CCTV, it's costing us a fortune. And he's like, no, we need more of it, we need more of it. He's paranoid, and he's... He knows that he can be touched. Exactly. But he, he gets cocky and stops looking. I mean, in fact, they do it in the movie, where he just stops looking at the screens, and shit's going on on the screens that... Yeah, yeah. Would have alerted him to what was going on, but he's just lost that part because of the drugs, and the money, and the women. And, and
1: that... Oh, at that point... Cause he's done something. I won't say what. That he is sorry for. And that now poisons his mind. This cocky, I can do no wrong kind of mind. It just crumbles because it dawns on him. How 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 can I be that? How can I have done that? And that to me is when it all shuts down. Like you know, him is, he just loses it.
0: Yeah. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Say hello to my little friend. So, like, y- y- I was convinced you wouldn't like this movie. Um, because I-, I would think you would like it because of. I think it's a really well-made movie. I love. How very it lo- well. I love made. how it looks. First off, it's very distinctive. There's a lot of pink. It's in like that, that movie. hardcore
1: movie making too, because I have the feeling some people got hurt. <laughs> there were some yeah. scenes in there where people falling over tables and shit that didn't look like there was no padding there. It was like we're doing this. Like the mom feels... would be like, "Just fall off of that chair and bang your head on the floor. We'll get you a doctor later," kind of thing. And you know, because like Exorcist and all that coming out of the 70s, and then it felt like real hardcore movie making. See, and I
0: don't me. think it was. Uh, it probably wasn't very expensive compared to movies of today to make. But it feels like lots of money was involved. I mean, it feels very...
1: Well, The sets are
0: amazing. I've got to say, every set is amazing. Tony Montana's house, for instance.
1: Was that a set or was that a real house? I think it's
0: a set, don't you?
1: Well, they do shoot it up pretty good. Yeah,
0: But it's just so... I mean, it's probably just cheap fiberboard and stuff and not marble and all that. But it just looks... It's impressive looking. I mean, and every single thing just seems very...
1: I mean, it's pretty sparse, and I did notice that.
0: Yeah, but this, um,
1: like in the bathroom scene, even you've got this big sunken swimming pool bathtub. The television's built into the bar. It's a big lavish room. However, when you really start looking, there's no other detail to it. It's pretty sparse. It's just these big giant things need to grab your attention of the well, lavishness. Sort of black and gold, yeah. Whereas when you look at a movie like *Royal Tenenbaums* or like one of those kind of movies where there are literally thousands of little details everywhere you look that make you feel like it's a rich environment. But even like... In this bar, rich environment, it just is what it is like.
0: You know, he's the nightclub and the yeah. Bolivian drug lord's place, which is amazing. Um, but it's still
1: pretty... It's the big picture of what you New you're
0: York saying. appears at one point. Not sure if it is New York, but there's some driving like in New York. Um, it just seems vast to me. But, yeah, vast. You know, but like, I, I'm assuming it wasn't a... Mega, mega production. I mean, it probably was down to them times, but... So you liked it? I did. You didn't think it was excessively violent or any of that?
1: Um, I don't come from your mind that, like, lots of bullets being fired and dudes falling over edges of rails... Because it is kind of, of almost... It doesn't seem violent to me in that respect, even though I'm not saying sit down and watch it with your 10-year-old or your 15-year-old even, but... Violent to me, you and I have a different definition. To me, a bunch of guys with squibs in their shirts falling over doesn't seem violent to me. However, the implied viciousness, it's more vicious in your mind, I think. In a couple of the moments when he does the thing I was saying that he's sorry for, that seemed ultra-violent to me only because of the emotions involved. And yeah. You don't even see anything hard. You see lots of shirts with blood stains yeah, on them. Yeah. Now, maybe it's because I'm an American maybe because i've seen 10,000 movies but sometimes a movie like this doesn't feel now when you think about what movie is it where they do the head and the vice
0: oh a uh, casino
1: is it goodfellas or casino
0: casino i think
1: that always seemed like excessive violence but the me. eye pops up yeah
0: That's so
1: i didn't dislike it for that but you know me with the mess with the masculinity bullshit and the testosterone crap and I've got to have the sexiest chick and make the most money and puff myself up. You know, I don't like that shit. However, because this is a cautionary tale, I did enjoy, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all. I enjoyed that in the beginning you get that, the I never even knew that existed, the first part, where they're explaining that yeah, Cubans were real, dumped out of on the real footage as well. Right, all of that sort of set it up in a whole different light to me. Because now you've just told me you have just told me, from telling me that Castro dumped 125,000 people out and sent them to America because he wanted to close the borders, back up, all that shit. Didn't know that ever existed. And that what he did was send a lot of people out of his prisons and, and political refugees. And
0: cities prisons, basically, that into were, America. Yeah,
1: and there were lots of criminals with criminal records. And then I'm like, okay, now you've just set up that somebody, and it's going to be this Tony guy...
0: Is one of those dudes. It's also fascinating how a country like America is there going along its own business and then all of a sudden a country goes into, you know, not being a country anymore and they invite the refugees in and then all of a sudden there's this whole new culture of people who don't understand America first off, just think, oh my god, this place is amazing, like we're at a And then realize... Make our life and... Realize, you know, some of them just get on with the lies, but some of them, like this guy, realizes that there's money to be made ill.
1: Right, because you've got his mother, who's working in a factory, and him, who's a drug lord. Completely the opposite. So, yeah. So, it's
0: a fascinating thing to... Yeah.
1: That set it up completely different to me, you see. Now, if that part hadn't been on there, and you just introduced to him when he is in the jail or wherever in the beginning, and then he goes to the little refugee camp and all that... I wouldn't have felt like it was so connected to, like, a real reason for him to be the way he is. It's not. I'm not saying it's excusable. I'm saying now I get it. There's a whole history there, culturally speaking, for this one guy, and now we're gonna get his story. And I that made a lot more sense to me than if he just dumped me in the middle of this guy. Like, um, well, Godfather, you get a lot of backstory, but still, you get. Yeah, Godfather you know, an actually explanation.
0: fills itself in as it goes. As through it the goes, trilogy, yeah. It? yeah. I mean, you you even get to on the Godfather like this You get to in Godfather two, you get to experience what right. came before. Like, and then that does fill itself in, and then Godfather three comes and just fucks it up.
1: <laughs> no kidding. <we can't. laughs> Even I, I'll say. My recommendations.
0: You know. <laughs> if you ever buy the Godfather trilogy on Blu-ray, and it is awesome, you should own it. Just don't watch it. Just take it. the third discount and throw it in the bin. Really literally. Seriously,
1: literal. it's like, oh my God. Seriously, I don't get it. It's
0: a shame, isn't it? It's such a shame, because if that, that would have been made with the loving care that the other two were, it would have been the best trilogy ever.
1: And would... In fact, I think the opposite. I think it was made with too much self-indulgence. Yeah, but not... The daughter and the... He whole. lost
0: touch with the subject matter at that point in my opinion the ending of The Godfather 3 is just <laughs> it's just ridiculous it's just ugh. I can't I don't want to talk about that
1: <laughs> it depresses you it depresses you <laughs> more God than Scarface this Scarface was only one movie and there
0: was no Scarface 2 do you know what I'm saying and
1: Scarface is so uplifting yeah it's got such a happy ending
0: <laughs> it has all it has highs and lows though absolutely I mean and well know. there's not a lot of highs well there are there Come are on, for me, name yeah. one well i, I even though I don't feel for him, I do feel the... I mean, they do they, they do a montage in the middle of the movie where he's starting to become rich. Why is that good? And popular. He's a freaking criminal. He is a criminal, but that's the manipulation of movies. And it happens in a lot of movies. Whereas I'm not supposed to like the guy, but there are times where I'm like, you know, this is fun. Or like That's the reason I like heist movies. I don't want to see people do heists, but... When the baddies get away with the money in the heist movie, I'm excited for it. You know what I mean? It's weird. But in this movie, there are some heists. What are you, a sheep? <laughs> but um, it can't be touched. It's one of the best... M- it's not It's not even a mob movie, because even he says... No, like, no. Even he says at one point, I don't want to get mixed up with the mob. And he calls them He is them a, his
1: own thing, absolutely. He calls them a
0: disparaging name. I don't yeah. trust them. Like, I am not the mob. They're the mob. The I'm- only
1: redeeming thing about this character... Is the the one the essence of what he is is that he doesn't want to be confined. And he knows he knows what's up with governments. He was he's under Castro his whole life. He knows what's up with the government and with the big the man um trying to control you all the time. Like making a puppet or sheep out of you, and that's what he says. Ah, you're a sheep. Like yeah. I get that. You and that's know where I the world that.
0: is yours comes into play.
1: Exactly. And the fact that Somehow along the way, all the synapses weren't going in the connecting in the right direction in his life to have him be the guy who does work hard for his money, like legitimately and legally, not killing people and not selling drugs. But it went the other direction. But I do admire that one quality of his that he's on top of it all. He knows the game for a certain period. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's but he knows what's up with like. But then he feels. The oppressed guy syndrome. And I'm entitled to X, Y, and Z. Those are the nasty qualities about him. But the thing about him wanting to be an individual. And that he is—he never stays that connected to anyone for any long period of time. To where you don't feel like he's got the upper hand. No. He's no one's Muppet. You know what I'm saying? So I do admire that quality about him. It's just that unfortunately he used that power for bad.
0: Correct. And that's the tale of the movie really. Yeah, yeah. You know. Don't, Cautionary, tale. Don't sit up in your ivory tower thinking you're untouchable because you're not.
1: How about this? Don't be an asshole. <laughs>
0: Correct. So, um. That's my new motto. Moving on to the cast. I've just put four people down. There's a lot of people. Oh in my this god. Movie. There's Everybody's good, good people. There's even people who, like they say in that extra, they show up for like two minutes, but like you're like, Absolutely.
1: Wow, the, his thug guys around him are yeah. a- really awesome. Like the way that they. React And you feel Some of his moments Absolutely And but they have This sort of tender Sort of like They don't want to get Shot in the face But they have His best interest at heart And you I'm convinced by them They're all excellent There's no dummy guy No dummy thug Or throwaway person They're all Especially the guy In the office When he says What about him Yeah and he's like, You want a job? And the guy's are like, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> so that guy it. was all aw- that little moment, I was so I was like, What happened to that guy? Where's that guy these days? What other movies has he made? Because he was so good.
0: So Al Pacino plays Tony Montana, as we all know. Really? It's fantastic. It's probably feels like he's lost in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's one of them performances like Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver, where they throw themselves entirely into the performance. It feels like that. I think it is. It. For, for me yeah. it is I mean he, he never it's never Al Pacino for me it's, yeah, absolutely. it's Tony Montana absolutely
1: from the minute one it's like
0: and I've know. seen Al Pacino in many things and sometimes he's just Al Pacino but in this he's not to me you know this and Scent of a woman's another one I know it's a totally different kind of movie yeah. I think he threw himself totally into it it's I don't think of Al Pacino when I watch that movie he's fantastic in this I mean he's a young Al Pacino Dog day Afternoon yeah, that is also fantastic, right? He was a very... When he was younger, like like Robert De Niro. You can't say that for him now. He's no. Robert De Niro now, is <laughs> He's meet the fucker. Jack
1: Nicholson, same kind of thing.
0: They were very intense and very into their craft. You can't say that for them now. I can't... I've not seen a Robert De Niro movie in the last ten years where I've gone, oh my God, he's so into that. Because he's not. He's... He's... Getting the checks yeah, now.
1: but in a different way. I mean, come that's not fair to say, I don't think. Because he's funny. He's, I think he's funny. He is, but... That's a whole different... I'm
0: talking about Raging Bull.
1: Or... Yeah, but you can't be Raging Bull forever. No, you Jesus, cannot, no. you got to have all different things going on. You, are, you don't want to they... see Al Pacino being a criminal in every movie.
0: No, I'm not also talking about being a criminal. I'm just talking about throwing themselves into the role completely. I mean, you can't throw yourself into the fucker father completely. Because <laughs> it's just a laugh, Right. I mean, How do you know,
1: though? He, I mean, we,
0: I, mean I, I don't feel that from him, it. It right? could be
1: challenging to be that kind of... You know, you don't know. That's unfair.
0: So, Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> plays Elvira Hancock. Okay. um You know, what an early role for Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't even know.
1: From the instant you see her, her back of her, coming down in the elevator and her stance, her shoulders going forward... I knew she's given everybody a hard. I mean, that instantly told me this chick. They only want to fuck her. It's only because she's skinny and she knows And beautiful. That. She has a shitty attitude, which is fair enough because the guys that she's with are yeah. horrible. But I'm just saying, there's something about this beautiful woman thing that hooks men. And I thought she did a fantastic. And there in was fact,
0: a, so as soon as she showed, as soon as we saw her from the back, and I said to you, "It's always the women in these. Absolutely, we, <laughs> if these guys ever show an interest in a woman, that will be a downfall of some kind." Well,
1: he had the he had the trifecta of women. He yeah. had the mother who he knew she even didn't said really it. I will of him. never respect you. No. Now that's something that he's underneath it all trying to when he overcome. turned up
0: at his mother's house with his flashy money saying he didn't I give pay. a shit now, he wanted her to basically say oh Tony you're so amazing uh, thank you
1: turn around and then there's the sister who he wants he's to he's just super
0: jealous about
1: there's weirdness going on there uh, <laughs> and then there's a woman that he looks at from a distance and decides she's mine so you got the three women who you know if we could tell any bad guy in the world some, a secret don't ever have a woman or want a woman because they're going to be your downfall.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, talking of women, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. I can never say her last name. Mastrantonio. read it, it Mastrantonio. That's how I say it. Um, Is Gina Montana, his sister. She's fantastic, mm-hmm. really. Um, and she had some awesome scenes.
1: She had the most. 80s acting thing though going on a little bit melodramatic at times but then she is in a situation kind of fit with
0: her character to me
1: kind of yeah yeah
0: um but yeah she has you know the famous say to my little friend is preceded by an amazing scene yeah yeah her. creepy um, that you probably didn't even know nope, about nope didn't know existed um and then there's Stephen Bauer as Manny Rivera and you know Manny's is right hand guy basically
1: I was hot for many from the... He East looks like he stepped time. out of the
0: 1950s. I really like him. Um, but yeah, he... Because um, well, his
1: personality, know. and he he played it. I feel like he was right, he was absolutely equal with Pacino because he had to deal... His personality, while he was also ruthless and horrible, his personality was like, you know, come on, man, come on, let's take it easy. Come on, come on, let's calm down. And he's he had a straight mind
0: about it. to look after his shit that... Tony wouldn't do like look after his sister terrible things yeah on some terrible things as well he has to do all these henchmen jobs but I was kinda. into him big time and uh, directed by Brian De Palma who is an amazing director also directed Carrie Carlito's Way another intense uh, very very well you know Al Pacino maybe and Mission Impossible the original Mission Impossible We you know and if you watch the original Mission Impossible the first one it's very Brian De Palma. It's is like it? this. We. It's like this. The way it's staged and the camera angles and the it is You can tell he made it. The other ones are not like it at all. They're very hmm. different. He also did Dress to Kill, um, which is another awesome movie. He's
1: um. Was that Clint Eastwood? No. No. Was Dress to Kill?
0: It's the I can't remember her name. Angie Dickinson. Right. Sexy chick. Right. You've seen that?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I know who Angie Dickinson is.
0: Uh, I think he's her. Um but yeah, he makes he's well think of some classics there. Carrie, Carries a classic, Carrie. Scarface, obviously a classic. Mission Carries Impossible. another one
1: with that. Yeah. Slow I think Mission Impossible build. is a
0: classic because it was one of the first really big action type.
1: Mm, I don't think it's a classic.
0: I I think I really think it is when you look back.
1: But you're a magpie. You like flash flashy things.
0: Yeah, but oh what was the other one that De Snake Eyes. I like Snake Eyes. Mm. That was a good one. Um, that is a, also that is a good one. De Palmer has this. He loves crane cams, and he's got underbelly, humanity underbelly. The way his his movies look, though, he follows characters with like steady cams, and it's it's. You'd have to see a compilation of all his movies, and you'd see like it's, yeah. it's definitely a style. Um, I love him. I, I and I think this movie is better for him.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go on. We did have a pre-discussion uh, before the episode show discussion. It was about people who make movies just for money or there are some filmmakers that we would like to think are making movies to for the art of it. Do you yeah. feel like he's teeters on the line of both or do you think he just wants to
0: Well, I think I think most of these guys and him, I think he teeters on the line of both because I think sometimes they have to pay them. Of course. Pay them, you know, rent or whatever. And they make a movie like, maybe like Mission Impossible, right?
1: But he has a style, which his, means he has a vision.
0: His style stays in there. And, you know, Scarface, in fact, we heard him on the extras say that he wanted to make something more commercial, and he'd not made them after making a, a, a real unsuccessful movie that he mentioned that I'd never heard of. Yeah, I don't
1: know, he didn't he did say the name of it.
0: I thought he did. But then he, then he said he wanted to, so obviously when he was making Scarface, he was looking for a success, right? Right, you know. So I don't know, because but it then doesn't... it wasn't at first. But then yeah. it was. So hmm.
1: he so, also said he was tired of being censored.
0: Yes. So it
1: makes you wonder, like when he made Carrie, how much studio censoring went on, and what kind of movie could it have been, maybe if it was made ten years later? In his Carrie career. was
0: quite an intense. Um, seemed like a no holds barred.
1: But it wasn't really. Now, if you watch it again, you'll have the same thing that happened with this one. You realize, right, there wasn't that much going on um, in your face, you know? It's implied a lot.
0: So the um, extras, the Blu-ray of uh, Scarface, this limited edition Blu-ray, it's only going to come like this for a short time. It's going to go back to a normal Blu-ray case. But if you get it now, it's in this metal case, which is awesome because the box art is how box art should be. It'll keep it fresh forever. It's got no blu-ray markings no certificates no stickers stickers no nothing and it has this awesome design on the back which is the logo that is on tony montana's chair in his office just emblazoned on the back it's all red there's no excessive anything in fact all cases should be like this it's actually good artwork it's all it's, it's a metal pack anyway it comes in that Plus, you get a bunch of stuff. You get ten collectible postcards, which are in the box, which are really cool, different versions of artwork for Scarface that I've never seen before, some of them, Um, all by different artists. You also get a bonus DVD. There's two discs in the packet, and the bonus DVD is the original 1932 version of Scarface in its entirety, which is fantastic. That's awesome. One of the better. I should
1: watch it sometime.
0: Um, And now, this is what you get on the disc itself, and... I'm just going to say here, the last version of Scarface that came out on DVD is mostly the extras from that. So it, you might be thinking, I'm going to get a lot of new extras. Well, you're not really. You are going to get some new stuff. Um, the first thing you get is the Scarface scorecard, which tracks the F-bombs and the bullets fired while you watch the movie. And we had a look at that, and it's kind of, what, it's just a, a counter on the screen. Mm-hmm. That when somebody swears, it flashes in red and adds another number on and when bullets it's really funny because there's like a dialogue scene and in the background there's bullets being fired <laughs> and those are even being racked yeah, yeah. up so somebody really sat down and
1: I'm not counted. sure about
0: that uh, they, must,
1: they must all you had to do is sit there and maybe on your computer while you're watching do this yeah but like somebody had to your, do that or maybe not like I said maybe they set up some sort of software that you know
0: and then there's picture in picture and what it said, it's better for me to say this because this explains it more. Access cast and filmmaker interviews plus viewer scene comparison between the classic 1932 original as you watch the film. And we watched a bit of it. There's interviews and there is. But what's missing?
1: What I... The only one thing I wanted to see. Oh, oh. Some kind of comparison, like, from The Godfather, showing what each scene or some scenes looked like before they did the restoration. Because this
0: has been restored using a 4K negative, like... um, Godfather. Like The Godfather, like Wizard of Oz. That's why it looks so good. And they don't ever touch on Even The Wizard
1: of Oz shows you what it looked like. and what They don't
0: touch on it at all here, um, which is a missed opportunity, because I always like to see what they did. Absolutely. Um, So, the additional features are deleted scenes... The world of Tony Montana, the rebirth, the acting, and the creating. Scarface, the TV version, which the way they say it on the back, Scarface, the TV version, makes me think, oh, I get the full TV version. But no, you don't. You just get this feature. One minute long or two it minutes
1: is long. Funny, though, It is quite funny,
0: though. It is. Because the TV version of Scarface, you should never watch it. If you're not it.
1: watching it for comedy reasons, you're, you should just watch it. It's just a comedy version <laughs> yeah. of the movie.
0: Um, the making of Scarface, the video game, um, the video game was not very good at all, unfortunately. I remember. Um, I, was so, I was so hyped for that game, and when I got it, I was it like... It had oh. so
1: much potential. I mean, not my kind of game, but I mean, my God. If you get the Grand Theft Auto that captures all of your testosterone needs, this... and it's just a kind of a made-up thing, which pays homage, obviously, to these kind of movies and stuff, and then you take the actual property
0: to turn it into a video game, and then everybody was like, oh my God, that's so shit. What they did wrong with the game was... It was this what if scenario scenario. It starts with say hello to my little friend scene. And then what happens in the movie does not happen.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And he he flees with a tiger and then proceeds to build up this empire over the next so many years. To me that was I would rather have just had the movie.
1: Yeah. Or the prequel
0: or like half of the game is before he comes to America and then you do the build up doing this weird like what if and here's the rest of his story it was completely I don't know why they did that I mean I guess some people didn't want what happened to happen (laughs) Uh, um, then there's you control on here which is that picture in picture and then there's um, digital copy and no DVD unfortunately of the movie itself
1: well you said it was shitty though So
0: why is that important? Well maybe they could have made a new DVD with
1: the um, I'm so hot I have to I'm not, I'm not blowing either
0: With the um, <laughs> I mean maybe they could have made the new transfer into a DVD Obviously they have because you can buy this on DVD now So it would be a decent version on the right, DVD Right right okay. yeah um, And then uh, that's it I mean it's a lot of stuff to be honest Most of it is from the original DVDs but there is this new high def documentary which is split into three parts and it lasts for forty minutes. Huh. But I don't like this, like talking to these rappers and people who no. think they think that this movie. It's isn't. like
1: uh, why I love the '80s show. Yeah, it? it's exactly. Ugh, like. it's awful. It's like
0: oh, here's a hostess of something. What's she? TV hostess? Don't even know don't who even she know is. who she is. And she's like talking about how she she's Cuban and Scarface means so much to no, her. No, she's
1: not. She's from Canada. Oh. She said, I grew up in Canada and when yeah, I watched that, this movie. That's, that's
0: what I was talking about. Yeah. She, she's not, not that she's Cuban, that she's not American and how come, yeah. she's come to America and, and this stands for something for her. And I was like, does it folk? You're a. Uh, and I don't give a shit. What and then this rapper says. from Cypress Hill saying, you know, how he watched it when he was a kid and they used to bunk off school. And, he
1: identified with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I that's what troubles me.
0: Yeah, that is the. In fact,. On the DVD version of this that I got in 2003, there was this whole documentary about how rap stars had tagged onto this movie and how it had become something in the rap community and how they all think he's a badass and they should act like him. and That's scary. Very. But, you know... I, I I remember watching that, thinking, oh, "This is just you know people like Snoop Dogg saying how oh, they were influenced by this." And it's
1: almost as crazy as somebody right now sitting in their car listening to this podcast to find what we thought about it. Like, who cares?
0: <laughs> so, um, I think it's a fantastic package. You can pick it up for eighteen bucks. If you if you're a Scarface fan, you've already picked it up. Yeah. If you're not a Scarface fan and you listen to this, you may want to go and pick it up. I mean, that is a fantastic price. And plus, you also get the original Scarface on DVD, which...
1: True. And while I did enjoy it and like it, I don't see myself going, oh, I'm going to have to pop this in every year and watch it again I, th- I again. feel
0: like I would want to pop it in every ten years. I really do. Right. It's like one of those. It's like a...
1: Give it some time and then...
0: Yeah. Because I feel like... Obviously, I knew every scene. I knew what was happening. I knew what was going to happen. And I'd seen it, what, eight years ago. But... It felt new to me because of the picture and sound quality. I mean, it was, I've never seen it like that. I mean, obviously, it probably was like that. Well, Plus, you'd never seen it on a screen as big as that. No, never, no. I mean, I've always seen it on a TV. Like, so it was a new experience again, you know? And for that price, I don't think you can follow it. That is a good value. Plus, they made the effort of making it a collectible. Um, so, thanks to Universal for the uh, Blu-ray. Um, if you want to enter a contest, go to aschoolie.com, enter a contest... Next week's Blu-ray review is X-Men First Class on Blu-ray, which is the new X-Men movie. i excited, because superhero moves are kind of cool.
1: I like, X- I like the X-Men.
0: Origin story of the X-Men. I love origin stories, so I'm expecting to like it. Um, so, movie tagline fun this week. It's your turn to ask me to guess a movie tagline. Mm-hmm. You'll say the tagline, I'll guess the movie. And you can play along at home if you like. Once I've said the tagline, hit pause if you can... Because he will probably guess it immediately. You know, we can say we liked Scarface because we talked for 54, 54 minutes on that movie.
1: Okay, now don't look because I've got to reveal oh. my tagline. Well, I guess you can look because I'm going to say it anyway. Yes.
0: All right. I
1: forget the movie. Oh. <laughs> okay, I got it. It's a disgrace to criminals everywhere. A disgrace to criminals everywhere. Is that comedy? Um, I don't know what the genre is. Does it get shorty? It is not.
0: Is it... Have I seen it? You have. Do I like it? Yes. Is it wise guys?
1: No. A disgrace to criminals
0: everywhere. Is it Reservoir Dogs? No. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound like the right tagline for that. Sounds like. sounds jovial in some way. Is it jovial? (laughs) Uh, Is it funny?
1: It has humor.
0: When I say wise guys, I'm on the right line. It
1: has humor. Uh, wise guys. Is that Dan DeVito? Um.
0: Kind of a comic mafia thing.
1: Kind of, but not really. There's humor, yes. And obviously there's crime. Let's
0: get shorty, <laughs> No.
1: Um, no.
0: I know this tagline. I know it. I've okay. seen it. I don't know that. I don't know.
1: See, so I wanted to throw one at you that would be like, if you didn't get it, I would feel like a champion. What is it? A lock stock and two smoking barrels.
0: Really? Is that the tagline to that? <laughs> yes.
1: Wow. Awesome! You didn't get it. I think you know immediately it. I've you'd seen be it. like, it "Oh, that's like." I mean, different. I've
0: literally seen that written somewhere. That's awesome though, because on that's
1: one of your favorites. Yeah. So, yes. Um,
0: movie recommendations this week. Uh, I went for Blow with Johnny Depp because if you like Scarface, I think you would enjoy Blow. Yeah. It's a similar rags coming of rags to riches slash back down to rags. Drug. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> um. Yeah, what? How not to do it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's very similar in its, you know. Mm. it Even, yeah, it is yeah. pretty similar. Uh, and my second one. It's just, not
1: actually similar at all. You're talking about story elements, maybe, but it's not similar at all.
0: The the pacing <laughs> and the structure and yeah, it's quite long too. And but it's not
1: similar it kind of in. goes the same way. <laughs> Right, but it's just not. Don't think you're going to get the same vibe because you just. I think different. it's really
0: good quality, too. Very good quality. Everything about it is good. Yeah, it's definitely a good companion if you wanted to watch a couple of. <laughs> yeah, if
1: you didn't have enough of the Violent story drug
0: one. <laughs> Lord.
1: And good acting. Very good.
0: Um, so, yeah. And the second one's The Sopranos, which is like the ultimate mob TV show. I don't think there is another mob TV show, as far as I know, but it's fantastic.
1: Hmm kind of lost my love for it. It got a little boring to me after a while. Um, And mine are... No offense. Mine are because his name is Tony Montano. Montana. Montana. Whatever. In The Princess Bride, at one point, somebody says their name and says it over and over, and it sounds very similar to that, and that just instantly went into my mind. So The Princess Bride has nothing to do with... uh, if you don't want a pairing with two movies that are the same, then watch Scarface and then watch Princess Bride yeah. and then you'll but get like... as far Ooh. away from each other as possible. It's kind of like relieves the tension. And then the other one is because I want a more modern take, what we were talking about, of a filmmaker who takes their time and it is also a coming up story of a dude who's crazy, which is There Will Be Blood. And there's not so much the rise and fall, but just as the mental... The craziness of some dude so driven, and I don't even think Tony's driven 100% by the money itself. It's just this he wants to find this feeling that he's got control of the world. He wants world. to
0: control, yeah, that's it. The world is yours. It's a total thing. Yeah, I
1: think there will be blood. He's the, the same thing. He
0: doesn't just want to control that, he wants to control, like, people. Yeah. Including at his, his feet. family, including everybody he deals with. Everybody.
1: He wants everyone at his feet. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, games and A school stuff. I'm going to. Because we've gone on long, I'm going to save some of this for okay. next week. Um, and I won't say okay. them, but I'm going to save one, two... All right, first well, thing more First thing I'm going to mention is the Call of Duty XP event, which happened two weeks ago now. Um, so they've announced the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. comes out in November. Um, they've got this new thing with pricing. It's going to be $100 this year, which you're probably going, woo! that's a lot of money for a game. but for the $100, you get all the downloadable content for Call of Duty for 2012. So, when you think $100 is a lot, you probably pay more than that anyway. Yeah, but what if you
1: never wanted it?
0: Then you just buy the standard version. There is a standard version that is $59.99. Well then, what's the big deal? Well... All What I'm trying to point out is that the hardened version, which is the $99 version, is probably the one to buy if you're a Call of Duty fan because you're going to save 30 bucks over the year. It's just you have to pay it all up front. But the up front is actually worth it because you're going to buy all the maps anyway if you're a Call of Duty fan. So you might as well pay for it now and not have to pay $15 yeah. a piece. Um, so it's out in November. There are three editions... There's the $59.99 standard edition, which you get nothing with. There's the $99 edition, which you get the year's worth of downloadable content and a year's worth of Call of Duty Elite, which is an online hmm. stat-tracking service through a web page and your cell phone. You also get uh, Avatar, something like a helmet for your Avatar in Xbox Live. I don't know. Some bullshit. And it comes in a book case, um, the hardened edition, so there is a bit of a collectible... But not really, because everybody will have it, right? It's not like there's Correct. only 10 of them. Um, and then there's this other version, this like a $150 version, that I'm not quite sure what it comes with. Last year it a came... A gun? With, <laughs> last year it came with a remote control car, like the car that these. used oh, in the yeah. game. Yeah, well, this year it comes with something cool as well, like a statue or something. don't think they've announced it yet. But anyway, that was the Call of Duty XP event. It's going to be like a yearly thing now. They're going to have this massive big conference every year, like a 3 but just for Call of Duty. Um... The other thing, I'm not going to mention these, the three main things of mine, but the last thing I'm going to mention, and we probably talk about this for five minutes or so, is we watched Kevin Smith's Red State this week. Um, I forgot. <laughs> which, was, which was kind of a, a big deal for us, because we're very big Kevin Smith fans, um, and he's made a new movie. Who and wanes, My and fandom. We, yeah, and we watched his new movie on pay-per-view, and what did you think?
1: Let me dig back a little ways. It didn't have the impact... That some of his other movies have had on me, obviously, and I had no expectations. Let me think.
0: Well, let's just say what um, roughly what it's about. It's um,
1: it's easy to summarize.
0: Yeah, it's a religious cult, kind of get too big for the britches kind of thing, and a r- ruckus occurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between the police and them,
1: well, three teenage boys. Yeah, yeah. Getting also, involved.
0: yeah. I just don't want to. I mean, yeah, yeah. you could easily spoil the entire thing. But um, so you liked it?
1: I did. It was well made. I felt like there was a lot of quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fantastic just, acting. Very good acting.
0: Not from everybody, in my opinion, but um, Michael Parks specifically was fantastic. John Goodman was also fantastic. Yeah. Melissa Leo. People were saying that she was like the most amazing thing in it, but for me, she—I don't think she had that much to do, to be honest. She had mm-hmm. a little bit.
1: I mean, the impact of her character was a
0: big deal. But I mean, I mean, she was literally—you didn't. She wasn't Melissa Leo. She completely transformed. Yeah. Yeah, which was.
1: So that could be why some people are. I don't know. I think I'm um I'm, I'm torn.
0: I, I think what I said to you, and I think this is the best way of describing this, is because I think the movie thinking back now after seeing after, you know a week given me a week to breathe and think about it i think it's a bit of a mess like in in it doesn't know what it wants to be and they they do this he do he does this starts it as one thing goes on to another thing goes on to another thing it kind of it gets a bit messy for me but the the big problem i have with it is kevin smith because kevin smith has this as we know from listening to his podcast, this very immature way of looking at the world. I mean, he he thinks with his penis. He worships pussy, as he calls it. And smoking pot. And smoking pot. And that's about as far as it gets with him. And that kind of comes into... He has these three boys in this movie. And it's literally like they're speaking from his mouth when they're speaking. They don't feel natural because I can hear Kevin coming out of them. Absolutely. The other thing is, I the horrible... Um, I mean, not just the boys, because the boys are assholes. Don't like the actors who play them. So I have no sympathy for them. So what they're going into... And the reason they're going into this thing is horrendous anyway. So I don't care for them. So I have no care for them throughout the entire thing. Um... In fact, I cared more for the bad people. Because they get in peril. And then
1: you don't care. You want bad things to happen to them. Yeah, it's...
0: And you're not supposed to. No. So, that, it kind of throws the movie... I don't know. It doesn't... The impact is gone because of that for me. Um, And then the third act becomes this action movie. Like, it literally turns into, like, a a shootout action movie. But Um, it's well done. It is well done. But... I don't know I have problems with it I don't cohesively the whole thing thinking back it doesn't strike me I'm not impacted by it you don't it. feel like it, each thing leads to
1: the next thing with any kind of real lot, lot not, not that we expect every movie to be perfect realistic and logical but it takes such big skips and jumps
0: yeah, to get that's there it. that's yeah. why I say it feels messy because I'm like you know it starts off, like I say it starts off as one thing yeah, at the beginning. hmm And then it moves into this, like, really dark mm-hmm. kind of... And then it just kind of leaves all that and goes to this action kind of shootout. Oh, I disagree with you, but... Now... I think the darkness stays. I also feel that I lost kind of the darkness part when it started... When people started shooting at each other. But then also it has this awesome kind of thing that occurs. Mm-hmm that I think, and I said to you, they should have ended the movie ten minutes before it... There's this extra part on the end that's ten minutes long. It's unnecessary. It's actually...
1: It doesn't feel like it goes at all. It
0: doesn't feel like it go. It doesn't feel like it's relevant, even. I mean, he's he's telling you a couple of stories. It's interesting, because I like to see John Goodman saying stuff. But it's almost like, um, idiotic audience, this is what occurred. This is... You were thinking about what happened. Uh, we don't want you to think for yourself, this is exactly what happened. I don't like that. I want an ambiguous kind of... Mm. And if it would have ended with, uh, I'm yeah. doing a motion to you, I would have loved that. Because in my mind, there's so many things you can run through your mind there. You know? And that's... It falls apart. Like I liked it, but it, I think it falls apart in many ways.
1: And I agree with you. I think he's his mind is like Kevin Smith. I mean, it's like... I don't know. He's stuck, man. He's stuck in a place where he says weird shit. To me, it's weird shit to say, every woman's got a dildo. Mm. Duh. If you don't think so, you're an idiot. Hello? No, we don't. Mm. I'm sorry, but not all of us are like your wife, who apparently has a whole collection Mm. next to the bed, and that every minute of everybody's life is about getting laid. Because it isn't. Oh. And that really is where... And even at the end part, you're talking about... Yeah, smoking pot. Even at the end part that you're talking about where we're getting sort of an explanation, even the delivery of that, the lines are all... Exact. Like you could go back to Mallrats and get the same dialogue from Banky or Banksy or whatever his name. Is. Yeah, I think that's it <laughs> right. He hasn't really progressed because in that movie it fits exactly perfect. Yes. In Clerks, it's perfect. In Mallrats, it's perfect. In Chasing Amy, it's perfect. You know why? Because he was in his twenties. We were in our twenties. It applies to the characters. It applies to the circumstances. He's now in his forty. He's forty. We're forties. It doesn't work anymore because you feel like. He needs to get out of fucking high school. Like, get his mind out of high school. He's got some good themes going on. Really good. Yeah, interesting. Kind of like, like Dogma. It's like, exactly. It's
0: a it's a, a grown-up interesting theme. It's just... It's not handled... It's not handled...
1: He has to yuck it up all the time. and
0: Not just yuck it up. Like... You know, there's no... He doesn't take a side in this um, hmm. as a filmmaker. There's no... He doesn't really take a... He doesn't really... What is he trying to say? Everybody
1: seems like an asshole. So Yeah. It, you know. And
0: there's not... Yeah, when you come out of it, you know, we have a discussion about a film. We had a discussion about it, but it was mainly about, like, Kevin Smith, right? The discussion about the film, you know, we... Y- you could discuss the Phelps thing, or, you know, about, re- you know, religious... Cults. Gone wrong kind of thing. And we saw Louis Thoreau's, um, where he went to visit that Baptist church people, and we had a big discussion about that ourselves, but this, I didn't feel like I wanted a discussion about the subject matter, and because he wasn't, He didn't tell me anything. I mean, it, you know, it
1: super heavy-handed.
0: Yeah, and it's not what these people in real life are doing. It's like this, this rich kind of movie version of it. Yeah. So he's not telling anything. He's not. It's just like a shock, trying to be shocking, or you know, it is shocking. I, I think some people would watch it and be shocked the f out, you know, especially religious people. I think some people would you know boycott this movie sure. wouldn't they? you know it's that kind of movie hard to watch in parts um quite like you say skill. there's some skillful filmmaking sure. going on I've not seen there's some camera stuff and things he did in this movie that I've never seen him do before which I thought oh yeah he's kind of growing up he's getting a style together or something but then he kind of wipes that away by three things that come out of somebody's mouth and you're like Oh, don't do that don't who thought that dialogue was a good idea um so it's a real mixed bag for me. It's not my favorite Gavin Smith movie. I almost—I don't know. I almost feel like I don't really want to watch it again. Like Zack and Miri, I'm done. Like that was—that yeah. was good enough. You know, I watch Chase and Amy over and over and over. Me too. It's hard, isn't it? It's a shame because maybe we've grown up and he hasn't, and we've lost him along the way. I told
1: you, I don't. I think he's over. I think that the quality of what you think he is is overrated because I think he's—he needs to. Well, never... Either keep making movies in line with Clerks and whatnot, or well, he also made what the Bruce Willis one, Total Cop Out, totally not his thing, was it?
0: Just a money, it was a paycheck, he said. But um, and he didn't write that one. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I I love Chasing Amy. I think it's his masterpiece. I still do to this day. Many people hate Jersey Girl. I really like Jersey Girl. Almost. Almost as much as I like Chasing Amy. It's got this sweetness and I feel where it's coming from, from Kevin when he was, you know, just getting a daughter and how it feels to be a father. Yeah. You know, but this one doesn't tell me anything. It's just like this... I know he has opinions on these kind of things, you know, religion and people who are using religion in the wrong way and stuff, but I didn't get any of that. I just got this kind of thriller thing with this... But I've got to say, Michael Park's it's fantastic. Oh, really? So that's Red State. You can see it now on pay-per-view. It's $10 to watch it. It's coming out on Blu-ray next month. Um, <laughs> I feel kind of disappointed because I've kind of been waiting for it. for. Yeah,
1: but see, that's your own fault. You yeah. should just don't do that about things. It is what it is, you know?
0: So the other things I'm going to leave till next week. What have you got?
1: I have... Well, what, what do you mean, what do I have?
0: What have you got for dinner? <laughs> I'm really, very hungry. Actually.
1: We are going to have. I got some spaghetti noodles that are those, you know, Colored tomato, ones. broccoli, and whatnot, spinach, and carrot. And then I'm going to make this. I got some, what is it called? Sun-dried tomato tortellini the other night at a restaurant, a drive-thru Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. Which sounds really crazy. But this creamy, tomato but creamy sauce that was on it. So I'm going to make that. I got some corn... Meatballs, quote unquote, they're not really meat, to go in the sauce, and we're gonna have some kale and sweet potatoes and some peas to go along with that. Maybe mashed sweet potatoes with peas. I don't know. I want some. I need some anti-inflammatory foods, and sweet potatoes is at the top of the list. And that's it. Mm, I won't say too much about my stuff either, except that I went to a class reunion and that was really awesome. I'll talk more about it next week. Yeah, I was going to say because
0: um, we covered so much on Scarface yeah. this week. Yeah we're, yeah, we're up to like an, an and, hour and twenty minutes. And
1: um, I will just say, um, meaning of life. Keep your balance. Find the good in things. There's always another chance to turn it all around. However, that doesn't mean that you need that you will ever stop being an asshole. Some people are always going to be an asshole.
0: Like Tony Montana.
1: Yeah, and um, that's it. Think for
0: yourself. All right, so thanks for listening to the uh, podcast. Uh, like I say, if you say, oh, um, a school, you didn't talk about any games you played. Well, I have played several games this week, but I will cover them next week because uh, they're quite in-depth and I want to talk a bit about them. Why um, not you just supplemental? a little additional no I'll do them next week Uh, so thanks for listening to the show I want to remind you about the website ascoli.com Sid Talk has also got a website sidtalk.com if you don't know you can catch us both on Twitter Facebook Xbox Live YouTube you can catch this podcast on the Zune Marketplace the iTunes Music Store or just go to ascoli.com click on the word podcast and there's a subscribe button you can use anything to subscribe email me ascoli.com don't email Sid Talk she does not want to hear from you nor does she care (laughs) Uh, and I want to say stay classy um, Al Pacino when did we last see Al Pacino don't know I don't he was in a movie with Robert De Niro but I didn't see it just mm. remember where, where yeah, it, yeah, yeah I never saw that so maybe that was the last one maybe. Um, but yeah Al Pacino fantastic Scarface it's hard to top this one
1: <laughs> and I'm going to say oh did you say yeah you did I'm going to say think for yourself because if you don't do it someone will do it for you